0: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, Internets? This is Chico Leo here with another Fan Bros special delivery. I just want to give a quick shout-out to everyone who came to the Halloween show on um, the night before Halloween at Bergen Comics. Shout-out to Bergen Comics. Shout-out to everyone who came out. Um... Boo to you who didn't come out because you missed uh, the Fambro's podcast crew all uh, decked out in Halloween costumes. We had Boba Fett on the scene, but you can you can listen, listen and judge for yourselves. Um, Halloween candy was eaten. Comic books were discussed and read. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, So here we are uh, discussing Slabtown, the most recent episode of Walking Dead, um, in what I think will come to be known as Chris Rock Weekend. Um, Saturday night, night, Chris Rock uh, hosted Saturday Night Live. I heard it was a dud. But Sunday night, uh, Chris's alter ego from Everybody Hates Chris... Uh, made his first of what I'm assuming is uh, his first appearance as a new cast member on The Walking Dead. I feel like um, they they certainly wouldn't just bring uh, an actor of his stature in just for uh, just for, just for one episode. Um, he's also in Dear White People, as I'm sure everyone knows, which is out right now. Um, so yes, this was a little bit of a like Romeo and Juliet by way of Ferguson episode. Um, our favorite. Blonde um, ingenue Beth wakes up in a hospital and is uh, befriended by various authority figures, uh, a doctor and a cop. Um, And she's also befriended by the uh, aforementioned uh, Tyler James Williams, Noah, uh, who seems to work in the laundry and um, wants to escape. So I, I definitely felt like throughout the episode they had some scenes together, and I felt like in one of them where there there definitely was heat between them. Um So Beth is in a hospital in Atlanta, and it seems to be it's basically another new another version of the fascistic, ruthless society that is formed um in in, in this new world. Um the Hospital is 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 protected from the zombies and they basically send out people to uh officers police, who we don't know if they in fact were and, and probably doubt that they were actual cops before the um before this this whole thing broke out. But m- maybe they were. I don't know. Either way, they're, uh you know, they're bullies. They carry guns, they steal from people, they plan on evidence on people, they menace people, they use their power uh, in ways that are corrupt uh, in in all manner. But um, basically the society works that um, they go out and get people, save their lives, and then it seems like it's implied that they use them as sex slaves. Um, although it's sort of implied, but then on the other hand... Um, the, the female cop who runs the show, Dawn, does seem to be, uh, I, I don't know. They, they, they were, I I don't know if they're out now just using the, the women that they kidnap as sex slaves. It's definitely implied, um, the woman, Joan, a woman named Joan tries to escape and has her, um, she's bitten. And, and, and is brought back, but she's bitten by a zombie, so they have to uh, remove her arm. Well, rather than stay there, um, she actually tears out her sutures and commits suicide, turning herself into a zombie, which Beth uses to her advantage in her escape with the aforementioned Noah, who, uh, I mean, you saw the episode, but I will remind you, was uh, basically took a bad beating from the cops, even though they knew he was innocent, again, shades of you know certain current events. Anyway, he uh, he and he and Beth escape. Um, he, he even after getting beaten up, falls down half of an elevator shaft, and still manages to outrun Beth. And even though Beth hasn't fallen down any elevator shafts and didn't get beaten by anyone with nightsticks, and has a gun. Somehow she doesn't get away and Noah does. I certainly suspect that we'll see him again um, and that he's probably going to join our merry or not-so-merry band of heroes. Um, so this episode was definitely slower than uh, previous episodes, and the previous episodes definitely made up a nice little arc with a beginning, middle, and end regarding the uh, cannibals. And it looks like the dude in the church... I'm assuming is now part of their crew. Um, although I, I wouldn't take that dude with me, um, he does. He definitely doesn't seem to have the uh, the fortitude of the badasses that are left in uh, in Rick's group. Um, but anyway, so now we're dealing with what happened to Beth. When we, last we saw her last season, she had been kidnapped. Now we see what happened to her. She's brought to this hospital. They fix her up. And then they're basically gonna use her as a worker drone/ slash possible sex slave. Um, the details of the whole operation were a little were a little skimpy. That's okay. Uh, we got the broad strokes. Um, the doctor stands as a force of somewhat of, of, of good between the, uh, the the officers and the wards, I think is what they call them, the um, the sort of minions who are the people that got rescued. Um, Although we find out that the doctor, even the doctor who seems to be a nice guy, will do anything to to secure his position, which includes using Beth to murder uh, another doctor who's been brought in, uh, brought into the hospital. And uh, if they save this other doctor, then there'll be two doctors and our doctor's position will not be so secure. So he murders this dude who is a doctor and could help other people, and it really is, you know, goes to show in just another way that's a dog eat dog world. And um, you know, uh, the the people in Rick's group are, uh, you know, seem to be the luckiest of all the people we've run into uh, so far in terms of where they ended up. Um. So the the most incredible moment there was it was a slow episode. There was a, a pretty decent uh, zombie gun battle uh, where Beth having secured a gun in her escape, um, she and Noah are like in a very in a dark enclosed place and getting uh, attacked by zombies like in a tunnel and so because of the uh, enclosed uh, room that they were in, the uh, they get deafened by the gunfire. So we get these really nice strobing shots, like face shots of zombies getting lit up both literally and figuratively at the same time. And it it, it it was a cool effect that we haven't seen on the show, but it also is another one of these things that sort of reminded me that this is a, this is a TV show based on a comic book because each of the shots was like a, uh, you know, shoulders up shot of a zombie all lit up getting shot, but it it just reminded me of a panel from a comic book page, especially when you see like, you know, a bunch of them in a row when they show like a bunch of different people getting shot, and the zombies look cool, and the strobe effect was cool, um, but again, so, uh, Beth gets brought back in, um, and, uh, Noah gets away, but shortly after being recaptured, Beth sees Carol being rolled in on a gurney, and then you know that, you know, things things are about to kick off. Um, one assumes that either Noah, you know, ran into Carol and Daryl, or Carol and Daryl were watching and saw Beth run out, but um, basically... Uh, you know, you can sort of see that, that that there's going to be a whole other, you know, Carol rescued all the original heroes from the cannibals, and now she's coming to rescue Beth, and so, in a way, there's a lot of redemption happening for Carol for some of the iller things that she's had to do on the show, and I think that's really cool, um... So yeah, oh, you know, one one thing, so Joan, the woman who cuts off or who rips out her own stitches and kills herself rather than stay in the Atlanta Memorial Hospital, uh, that was Keisha Castle-Hughes. She starred in a, in a movie that got nominated for like Best Foreign Picture about 10 years ago called Whale Rider. She was the star of that, um, and she was, if you might remember, Queen Apollana of Naboo in Revenge of the Sith. And more recently, she was Mary uh, in the Nativity. Uh, It was a big Jesus movie that came out about 10 years ago. So, yeah, she was the star of an Oscar-nominated for Best Picture movie. She was uh, queen in uh, the biggest of the Star Wars prequels. And she was the mother of God in a pretty big-budget international movie. And now she did a one-off on The Walking Dead. It is interesting to see uh, see how people's careers go, uh, you know. Um, but I do expect Tyler James Williams to be back. Um, not sure if there's going to be something going on with him and Beth, but like I said, I did feel like there was one scene where they definitely had had some heat. Um, and I think that's about it from uh, for The Walking Dead, Slap Town. Uh, again, a, a slightly slower episode, but um, I think all in all, everything is uh, that on the show is, is working. Uh, there were some things that weren't working a few years back, but they, they seem to have retooled everything. And I like where it's going. And I, I like Tyler James Williams. Um, I think he'll definitely bring something to the show. The... the um, the show seemed like it was sort of tending tending towards older people and it's good to get, get more, you know, young people and young love going. I mean, the biggest sort of love thing with Bob dying. Well, I guess, yeah, you've got Glenn and Maggie, but, you know, there's this sort of unspoken thing between Daryl and Carol. And, you know, middle-aged people are cool. I'm going to be one soon. Maybe I am one now. But that's not what, you know, we, we don't watch TV shows to watch middle-aged people mooning at each other. I don't know. Um, didn't get a chance at the, uh, Halloween show. There was so much going on, uh, that, uh, I didn't get a chance to throw out a, uh, Netflix pick of the week. And ironically, uh, Chris Robinson, who was at the show was, uh, bigging up, um, Snowpiercer, which I knew was coming on Netflix. I didn't actually realize was actually did, did come on Netflix the next night. Um so I had already been planning on watching that but I just want uh, shouts to uh Chris Robinson who uh you know who was definitely talking it up I might not have seen it seen it right away it was definitely on my list but that's that's my Netflix pick of the week highly highly recommended I think it might be the best science fiction movie I've seen since Children of Men um it's it's got some similar themes it's uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho, who is a Korean. Uh it's an international movie with an international cast. It's not a Korean movie. Uh, most of it's in English. Um but he directed The Host, which was a really huge, huge, might have been like the biggest movie ever in Korea. It was a horror movie and it was it was kind of big over here as well. Um I'm not sure when that was. I feel like that was around 2006, 2007. Um, And I think he's been working on this for a while. It's based on a French graphic novel. And not to reveal too much... um, It Basically, the survivors of the world... The world is frozen... And everyone who has survived is on a giant train... That's going around the world. And it addresses really great sort of class issues... Because of just the way the train is divided up... And there are periodic revolutions and it's it's really interesting um it's it's got it's got some good action it's got a great cast um the star is Chris Evans who we know mostly as Captain America i thought this was his best performance he's basically been getting better in things there's definitely no doubt uh but i th- i feel like that continues with this he gives a great performance um it's got Tilda Swinton, Octavia Spencer, Ed Harris, John Hurt Um, I, it's, and then there's a whole bunch of international people in it, uh, some Korean actors and it's, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's just a really good sci-fi movie. Um, it's thought provoking. It's definitely, uh, comments on elements of society. I think it's a better version of Elysium, um, which was a little disappointing, although definitely had its moments and i highly highly recommend snowpiercer i haven't i you know sometimes i'm recommending things that you know i think are better in theory than in practice this one's really good in both uh definitely get back to you know you can hit me on uh twitter um the chico leo at twitter let me know what you think but uh, really really liked it a lot and uh you know just wanted to uh wanted to throw that out there uh, I'm not sure we're gonna pick up another show to uh to talk about along with The Walking Dead. Um not really, you know, right now Olive Kittredge is airing on HBO and The Affair is airing on Showtime. I'm not really watching either of those. I am watching Homeland. Um, but I think again that we might pick up some of these comic book shows because I know a lot of people are watching them. Um, I'm definitely watching the three DC Universe shows. I'm watching Gotham, I'm watching Arrow, and I'm watching The Flash. So we're going to figure out maybe if there's something out there that uh, you want people to talk about. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll figure that out. All right, so uh, have a great week. And uh, check out all the stuff on fanbros.com. We're still... Still rolling out stuff from Comic-Con. We've got some really great footage, great interviews, um, all kinds of stuff. And uh, fanbros.com. And we'll be uh, putting out another episode sometime this week. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. And uh, other than that, same bad channel, same bad time. Initiating launch sequence. Fanbros, you you are to take. show. F-A-N-B-R-O-S. We are fan bros. fan bros. The fan bros show. Fan bros? But the ladies are fans too. <laughs> Fret not, my lass. We are all fan bros. No creed, no color, nor gender can separate the Fan bros. Fan bros. Show. F-A-N-B-R-O-S. We are Fan Bros. The Fan Bros. Show. You are now aboard the Fan Bros. Spaceship with DJ Ben Hameen, Tatiana King Jones, Chico Leo, and Kim Sonian. This is brought to you from the Mothership. Of